Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, and joining me as always is Luke Acre. Yes, and I'm, I'm being pushed off the table here, guys, because we're with Joe Frazier today, and Josh is going to introduce him, but this man's arms are as big as my head. <laughs> I've been working out since the since last year, going to the gym at 4 a.m. Look at this man's arms. He's not even wearing like a sleeveless shirt or anything. Uh, See, I'm tempting wow. all of the guys, I say all the guys, hopefully not all the guys. <laughs> I'm tempting everybody who's listening to this on the audio to go to the YouTube uh, channel and Joe, look I'm at Joe Frazier's arm arms. Yeah, yes. I'm not going to feel Look at that. Okay, keep going, Josh, anyways. But I as everyone his, listening his intro. to this podcast right now knows, sales is a tough job. Taking someone from interested to invested in a product or service requires confidence, competence, and an intense level of commitment. And there is no harder part of the sales process than closing the deal. Our theme all week here, if you're following us on Reminder Media, is about perfecting the close. So we've brought on our top closer for 2018 on the podcast to share how he had his goals and demonstrated all three of those characteristics and more. Joe Frazier Jr. has been here at Reminder Media for four years now and was the number one inside sales rep last year, crushing Ooh. records along the way and inspiring Beast. the team with his work ethic and drive. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. <laughs> you're, wel- you're welcome. Um, I'm He's so smooth. How you guys doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Um, <laughs> He's I'll, like, uh, I don't know what to say. Talk. You know what's amazing about uh, salespeople? One of the things that's funny, because you'll appreciate this with Chris Real, um, too, is Chris Real's <laughs> one of our other guys who was you know, a top uh, closer. And salespeople are so smooth. And so just talkative oh, until right, right, right. you put them on an interview or something like that. Then it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not Shut sure down. what to say right now. Because right, right. what, what's the angle here? But, Joe, it's super exciting to have you on the podcast. I really actually appreciate Joe reached out to me and said he'd be interested to be on. But the reason why I'm excited is because, you know, a lot of times you hear people talk who have, you know, done stuff in the past, but they're not currently doing it. And Joe is someone who practices the art of sales every single day. But more importantly than that, you're somebody, and I've seen this in your own life, is you practice this mindset. And Mm -hmm. and I know you're a fan of Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. and I know you're really into this body, mind, and spirit, and and really this focus, and, and you're super driven, one of the most driven people I know. And so having you on this podcast, I think is going to be super beneficial to everybody out there who is doing sales, especially if you're doing phone sales. How many phone calls do you make a day? Uh, probably about 150 to 200. Yeah, 150 to 200 calls a day. So yeah. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not making 150, 200 calls a day, you're not doing anything. So it will be super encouraging. I think of like my brother's real estate team. He has an inside sales rep, and, and I was talking to him this morning. And one of the things that he was kind of frustrated about with his team, and I'm actually going to go into his team meeting tomorrow um, and just kind of call in and talk to him, is he's frustrated. Are you really? About, yeah, I am. That's yeah. crazy. Is yeah. it over a conference call? Yeah, over a conference call. I'm going to speak That's to him. I'm going to awesome. try. I'm try Are you going to record that? I'm not going to, but maybe I will. Maybe I should record should that. Yes, I probably cool. should record that. Yeah. But he's fr- here's what he's frustrated at, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Joe. He's frustrated at, you know, he they have goals, and how does he tell his reps, how does he hold them accountable to hitting the goals that they set? Because everybody at the beginning of the year set these goals of how many FISBOs they want to close, how many um, of sphere of influence, absentee owners are some of the ones they call, and they call these all day long. But how does he go and hold them accountable but not 
destroy their confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's a really fine balance when you're managing people and when you're trying to manage yourself is to try to be hard on yourself, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, not destroy your confidence. So as you've looked back over even your career here for four years, but I know you've been doing sales forever, Mm -hmm. man. So how have you held yourself accountable to where you can keep your confidence going and the managers that you've had, the people that are accountability mm-hmm. partners in your life, that they hold you accountable, but at the same time, they don't destroy their, your confidence. How has that balance been for you? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say it, it has to do, you know, the first thing is with your reason why. Um, because if you have a goal, you need to have a reason why you set that goal. And if that why is not that strong, then obviously you're going to budge and you'll end up quitting because it's not that serious to you. But, yeah, over the course of the years, and it's funny that I'm on today because for the second straight day today, I have zero sales, <laughs> you know? So um, it's, it's funny because it, it's not, you know, every successful person I've talked to from yourself um, to everyone, they've all had struggles and they all like to really talk about not their successes, but where they've come from, mm-hmm. because it's all about how many times you failed and it's all about failing fast. So if you haven't failed a lot, that means you're really not doing much with yourself because you haven't really pushed yourself to the limit. So today I found myself in that, that rut of, oh, my God. And when I get to that level of becoming, I call the Hulk, where I get super angry, there's no coming back. So I told you guys he has big arms. (laughs) So what I like to do is is I have one screen with the agents I'm calling the other screen. I have my reason why, which is Sage, my daughter, Mm. you know, and sometimes I'll even FaceTime. I don't do it right there at my desk because there's no cell phones. But <laughs> what you do Glad you, you said go, it. See, guys, we don't allow you, you know, to be on your cell, no cell phones, phones during work. But we no, be but, focused. but you have yeah. to have something on that other screen. I'm a firm believer. Something on the other screen that is your reason why. Because at the end of the day, you can't just look at your work all day. You have to have that reason. So sometimes I'll call her and she'll smile and say something silly and it brings me back down. Kind of mm. like Hawk looked at his girl that he liked and that could bring him back down to the level normal human that he was. And then I'd always get a sale after that. I'd always get go back and get a sale because I wasn't in that negative space. Now I'll also listen to meditation. I do binaural uh, beats, which is like something astronauts would use. And they have different segments. And I'll listen to channeling negative energy out of you. And I'll just sit there and meditate for a little bit because there's no reason to make a phone call if you're in that negative space. Mm. Nothing productive will be done. So I would say at the end of the day, you have to find out what your reason why is. You have to figure out what your happy place is, you know, like Happy Gilmore, you know, you have to find that happy (laughs) space. Um, Otherwise, you'll just be just monotonous and going through calls and not getting anything done. Because Jim Rohn says, and, you know, I like to quote a lot of people, but give credit. He said, it's not about it getting easier. It's about you getting better. Mm. This job doesn't get any easier. I mean, today I I have zero. So but I can get better. That's the only thing I can control. And at the end of the day, Personal development, I always tell people to do it every single day. Find an event that you want to go to. Try to figure out, you know, what you're trying to do long term, but you always have to grow. And that's why I appreciate sales. That's why athletes thrive in sales, because those industries, network marketing, it challenges you to have to grow yourself. Otherwise, you will not get better. Did you watch the Eagles game where the Chicago Bears kicker, what's his name, Parky or Park, yeah, Parky Parker Park, or something like that? But he he misses. Did you see that game? Uh, fact yes. check, Cody Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Parky, Cody, Cody Parky, right? But but Kobe Choke, Bryant, Choke, Choke, Kobe Parky. Bryant tweeted, I guess, to him, and basically, you guys should go read the tweet. It was really interesting. He was just saying that we've all been there. 
But the real difference is don't feel sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. is if you want to, you know, erase this is basically get back to work, get back into the lab, he said. And I'm summarizing the tweet, but get back into the lab and go erase this and win for your city. And there was no like, you know, oh, man, you know, I feel for you. It's tough. Hang in there. Anything (laughs) like that. It was get back to work. And what's interesting is I was telling Stephen this today is that. What I want to share with his team, and if they're watching this on live, I don't know if we're still on live on my Instagram, but what I want to share with his team is that, you know, it gets into this topic that you're talking about, your why. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you here? But we show up to win. And if someone's not hitting their goals, and I'm talking to the leader of the team, i.e. Steven, and he has to talk to these people, if they're not hitting their goals, that's their choice not to hit their goals, Mm -hmm. but the team does not need to suffer. The, the the company does not need to suffer, and he needs to hold them accountable because Kobe Bryant, you think Kobe Bryant's going to let somebody on his team slack off? No. You think he's going to let somebody run to the basket the wrong way? No, he's not going to do that. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, these guys will rip you a new one <laughs> if you are doing something that is counterproductive to the team winning. Why? Because they want to win a championship. And it's not about, you can do whatever you want, just not on my team. And that's what I was telling Steven that you've got to tell your people and you've got to tell you know everybody that's on your team in, in life is that, hey, I'm here to win. You don't have to win in your life, but if you're going to be with me, I'm going to win. And that's the standards I hold myself to. And it's the standards that you're going to have to hold yourself to or we're not going to be friends anymore <laughs> because you won't be friends with me. I'll exactly. still be friends with you, but we're not going to have a team relationship anymore because we show up to win. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about you know, we have people that are brand new to sales mm-hmm. getting on this, right? And then we probably have veteran people. What have been the things over your career that have really made the difference for you and your ability to become a top closer, specifically when you think about like phone sales? What has been the real difference makers that you could maybe give that is tangible advice for the people that are waking up today? And guess what? They got to call FISBOs or they got to call their insurance leads. Like, what are some of the things that have made the difference for you? I would say, well, you definitely have to your circle. I mean, your vibe equals your tribe, you know, and vice versa. So the people you hang around with are going to people you end up with. That's just mm-hmm. naturally how it happens. So when you're waking up and you have to call these leads and everything, um, first and foremost, like I said, know your why, but also have a game plan set, you know, the day before. You don't want to just go and wing it because your day gets by you just like that. You know, we talk to agents all day to like, it's 10 o'clock and they're like, I just woke up. I'm like, well, you're not going to succeed because that's, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. 10 o'clock. Every, that's, that's a golden nugget, right? There. I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're waking up at 10, you ain't going to succeed. I mean, succeed. It, it's crazy. I mean, so, you know, everybody gets the same 24 hours, you know, but it's what you do with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Oprah and, and ourselves, we're no different. It's just she did things a little differently. And those are the people you want to go to. Like, so the leaders in real estate, you have to figure out what they're doing and duplicate what they're doing. That's really how simple it is. But, you know, Jim Rohn, again, he talked about he was doing a speech and he said he said, you know, somebody had said to him, well, if, Jim, if it's that easy. How come everybody doesn't? He said, because just as easy as it is to do it, it's just as easy not to do it. Mm. You know, and a lot of people don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. I don't shoot. I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m., you know, but I he know this, himself right there. Yeah, there's a mission on why I'm doing it. So it does keep going back. And I hate to keep harping it. But why are you doing this? Like if you're in real estate just for the paycheck, you can't do that. I used mm. to I used to teach emotionally disturbed children and it was OK, but I didn't love it. So mm. that pay 
didn't really justify what I had to go through. Right. Um, so I had to get out of it. I had to be real myself. But you can't just do the real estate for the money or the potential that it's going to have long term because it won't sustain because it's such such a doggy dog industry where you're going to want to cancel. You're going to want to get out and you're not going to succeed. So when you're doing that, you have to have that game plan. Find some mentors. Um, I never bashed college because I went to college. But I say if I did over again, if somebody would have told me, I would have said, listen, find me somebody who's doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I'll pay them who's successful in doing that integrity, I would have paid them to teach me, you know, like these trade schools. I'd never doubt anybody who goes to trade school because they know what they want to do. They're going for that particular trade. And that's golden because you're getting that experience right out the door. So find out what you want to do. Get a mentor who's doing it successfully and doing it with integrity and latch on to them. Maybe you have to do some free stuff. Maybe you have to go like Puff Daddy had... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Puff Daddy had his crew go get sugar cookies in Harlem. That was like a two hour walk. I yeah. mean, that's crazy. But he had a method with it. He wanted to see how far they would go to get what they had to do. But that's what you want to do. So you just want to find the people who are doing what you want to do and just be a mentor to or be a mentee to them so they can actually. Dude, I love that. To get that. Tony Robbins says that everything you want in life, someone else has. Yep. And I mentioned that on a live we did. Everything, and think about that thought for a second. Everything you want right now, someone else has. Whether it's monetary, whether it's, you know, something that's like educational, mindset-wise, relationship-wise, everything you want, someone else has. And the way you get that is doing what you said, which is, you know, kind of building that rapport with people and then triggering that reciprocity. Now, you said I would pay them instead of paying the college, which would obviously trigger them to give back to you. But it can even be, you can call them and ask them. I saw a Gary Vee uh, video where he's talking to this kid and the kid was saying, hey, what do I do? And this is, it's a kid in college about an internship. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? And the kid told him what he wants. And he goes, perfect. Make the list of the top people you want to be like. Call every single person on that mm-hmm. list, DM them, ask them and say, hey, I want to intern for you for free. He said, your first mm-hmm. year doing that, you might get number 44, I think is the number you use. But number 44, you you work with number 44 on your list. You didn't get to the number one guy on your list. But if you work with number 44, the next year you come back, guess what? You might get number 10 because you got number 44. And it's that idea that everybody has what you want and your vibe is your tribe, as you said, is the people you hang around. I mean, that is like a proverb. If, if you lay down with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas. The mm. same is true for the positives. Bars. If you it bars. <laughs> <laughs> but meaning the point is the same is true for the positive. If, if you are hanging around people that you're looking up to, not looking, you know, obviously at a peer level with, yes. then you're going to grow to be like them. So let's talk about and move the conversation a little bit into like your actual process of building rapport with somebody because that's a sales technique, right? Mm -hmm. So this idea of, hey, it's all about who you hang out with. Mm -hmm. It's all about you need to get people that can be mentors. But how do you go about building that rapport with somebody on a phone call when you meet them? What are some tips you would give when you're calling someone out of the blue? How should they enter in a phone call to build rapport? Or even before the phone call, what should they do with this idea in mind of trying to build rapport that's ultimately going to lead them to getting a close, as we would say, which is getting that transaction of what you want. Well, I would say that with, you know, especially with Reminder Media, I think what you guys do a really good job of uh, from other sales company I've come from is the process is already outlined for you. That's that's about 75 percent of it right there. All you have to do 
as the new person I'm talking to is master that process and make it your own. Just as an actor is given a script, he or she has to take that script and then make it his own. They have to know what direction they're looking to go into, but now they have to put that spin on there where they have to act a little feminine or maybe be a little uh, flamboyant or just whatever the case is, strong, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, they have to make it their own in that particular script. So we give them the process or you guys give them the process and that's what I like. So the first day, it had to be about a four-page script. I thought that was crazy, but <laughs> I took it and I said, listen, okay, just as you're supposed to read, you take the highlights of it. Okay, this the what okay the how the why perfect boom 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 and I made that my own so now I'm no longer presenting or pitching people I'm having a conversation with them and when mm. you have a conversation with someone they don't feel like they're being sold yep. uh, because they're not I mean my goal is never to sell anybody over the phone I could care less if you do it or not with me but I just want you to give me the respect to say hey it's not for me right now and why? And then I'll go about my business. Um, but as long as I've showed you the value and if I didn't do a good job to get you to buy that day, then that's just on me and I have to get better. But just tell me the respect of saying, hey, yes, I want to do it or not. So I would say follow the script of the process that you have. And if you haven't had one, you have to get one as mm-hmm. fast as you can. Follow it, master it so it becomes second nature just as walking and talking is second nature to us. And then that way you're having a conversation and someone feels like you're genuinely caring about them. And you should know what you can do for them generally. Like we know we can help them generate more repeat and referral business. We know we can get them in front of their clients and get their name and brand out there. When I'm talking to them, I believe that because I've seen it happen. I've seen the testimonials of people telling us that. And that is why I can speak with such conviction because it is the truth. I'm not BSing anyone. Like, and if you don't see that value, I'm sorry. And if you think three dollars and whatever is, is a lot of money or whatever we're charging is a lot of money then obviously i haven't showed you the value mm-hmm. that your business is worth that you know yeah, I mean? man only reason people don't buy is because the the value didn't that way the cost in their minds there's so many good points that you touched on that mm-hmm. i just kind of want to bring out to reiterate mm-hmm. one is you said 75 percent of the sale is really the process mm-hmm. that you need to get and if you don't have a process which is interesting Go get one. Well, what is the advice you just gave five minutes ago? Go find the people who are doing what you want to do. Guess what? They have processes. There's a ton of real estate coaches out there for all my realtors listening to this. They they have scripts that you can look at. I mean, we have scripts for referrals that you can get. So go find those scripts and memorize them. The second thing that I thought was really good, and I heard a quote, I think it was Grant Cardone's team. It's when you think of your process and your script, you want to memorize, internalize, Mm. and then personalize. Say that again. With your script and with your process, you want to memorize, memorize it? Internalize. internalize. Yes. Personalize. Yes. Boom. Quote that. I Ours. think that's Grant Cardone's team because Grant Cardone's a beast. But the point being is what you're making there is that you sound scripted. Well, of course you do because you're reading a script. Yes. You memorize. Then you internalize, which is that inflection that you're talking about, whether you're flamboyant, uh, you said feminist or, or feminize it or whatever it is yes. to connect with your audience that you need to do, which is ultimately rapport building because in rapport building, right, 7% of communication is what? Verbal. 93% of communication is nonverbal. Yep. So how do you build rapport with people? Well, a lot of times you build rapport with people over camaraderie. And how do you get camaraderie? Well, I ask Josh questions. I go, you know, Josh, are you married? I am. Oh my gosh, I'm married too, oh, right? Sweet. So you're building rapport over camaraderie. But <laughs> if 7% of communication is, is just verbal and 93% is nonverbal, yes. what are other ways you can build rapport? That's in that internalization. That's in that inflection. You can build rapport with people by matching their tone. 
Yes. You can build rapport with people by giving using the same type of terminology they use. So if someone speaks in in a certain terminology and uses certain words, start repeating those words in the way you talk back to them and you will start to see building of rapport. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that Tony Robbins has taught taught for years. This idea of building rapport, you can build rapport by volume. If someone speaks really softly, you can speak really softly. And they, because people, Tony Robbins says, and I'm quoting him a lot, but it's a great way to think. People want to be like themselves. They like people like themselves or they like people like who they want to be. Yeah. So let me clarify that. They, they like people like themselves because that's who they are. Comfortable with or, that. Right. Or they like people who they want to be. be. Aspiration. Right. So right. you either. Now, I always think the greatest salespeople, and I don't know, Joe, if you agree with this, but the greatest salespeople are the ones who are who you want to be. When you call someone, I don't believe in mirroring because I believe in knowing your industry so well that when you talk to that agent, mm-hmm. they you know what they want so much that they just want to be you. Mm. And so I also ultimately think that's, and it's hard to get there. And I haven't even gotten there myself from it, but I want people to come to my level because I'm trying to take them to someplace greater than they are today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call and mirror a real estate agent that I'm talking to yep. because that's at their level. Even though there is two types of mirroring, there's mirroring in the obviously tone and there's mirroring in those type of inflections, but there's also the mirroring in like the energy level. I want to bring people to my energy. I don't want to go down to their energy level. I want to bring them up to mine because I want to take them to a place they've never been. So anyways, what you're saying there, I think is so critical in understanding that 75% of your sale is the process. And I would boil it down to brass tacks. It's showing up. It's yeah. showing up, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it, it's in that consistency that one, you prove your character because mm-hmm. character is proven by consistency, but it's in that consistency that you generate results. Yep. You can go to the gym and exercise poorly and still get results. Now, I want to recommend it, but you, <laughs> if you do it consistently, you can, right? And then that Second half, that tw- or not even half, that second quarter, 25%, mm-hmm. that really comes from that level of understanding your client. That's the third point you really made, yeah. is a generalist is always outsold by a specialist. So the specialist is someone who understands their industry they're calling, understands the client they're calling, understands who that client wants to be, understands the greatest pain points of that client, understands the greatest desires of that client. That master is that next 25%. Mm-hmm. And that's what's ultimately going to take you to that pentium of sales that you want to be. Yes. Whew. That was that a lot was, right that there that I just said. <laughs> Can't unpack that. Yeah, yeah, unpack that one. So, Joe, I talk a little bit because I know one of the one of the big things that you accomplished last year is you had some really big goals set out for mm-hmm. yourself. And I remember even in October, you were on track to hit something that was never done in the company before, which was 100 inside sales in a single month. And I remember you specifically, after the fact, you kind of gave a speech about how you did that, but you were you were you were in sort of this pregame mode consistently throughout the month and just focused on hitting that goal Mm -hmm. headphones. And I think you even said like, hey, if I ignored you last month, I'm sorry about that. It wasn't you. (laughs) It was me. So talk a little bit about how do you set goals for yourself like that? And then Kind of how do you go about approaching achieving those goals from a sales perspective? Well, I think, um, you know, like one thing you said uh, during your your morning meeting on a Friday, you said you felt, you know, you set the goals too low. Um, and Les Brown talked about that. He said, you know, people 
people don't fail because they set their go- goals too high. They set they fail because they set their goals too low and they actually hit it. Mm. You know, and um, that that really speaks to me just saying, you know what, if it hasn't been done, just like with anything, everything hasn't been done until somebody actually does it. And then it's like, oh, wow, they did it. You know, and then everybody comes out of the woodwork because now they believe because they've seen it. Most people have to see it in order to do Dude, it. The great yeah. example of that's you know? the mile, man. Yeah. Under, what was it? Under four minutes or something? Yeah. And so, I'm, I've seen it. And I still can't do that. But that's <laughs> but that that's that's something else. I but, run a seven minute mile. It's pretty I'm pathetic. Like 17. But that's all right. Oh, man, say, I'm feeling better about myself. But I mean, at the end of the day, you, you do have to do a habit and you do have to have a tradition. And every day I came in, I put the headphones in and I just listened to my R&B. I'm an R&B guy. You know, I like to smooth it over. That way I get on the phone. And I'm already in my, my voice. But um, but no, you have to have that. And you just just have to set your goal. And just like I said, your reason why. And that's what I would do every single day. And it was just like. It was just hitting. It was hitting. It was hitting. And if I have the down days, I call Sage and just keep doing it over and over again. Like a Jeff Todd, he does the same thing. And it's not to sound weird, but, you know, his office is right by the bathroom. So if I'm taking a leak, I can hear him. And I'm like, whoa. And he sounds the same. And I'm like, it's he's the doing the same thing, thing every single time. Just so you guys know, Jeff Todd is like our mega producer that's yeah. been with the company for 17 years, since the beginning yeah. of the yeah, company. Absolutely. He yeah. does a different side of the sales than Joe does. Joe yeah. does inside sales for closing, and Jeff sets some appointments and stuff like that, but he's a mega producer. Just but, give know, that clarification for everybody listening. I don't go. know if we can get Jeff on the podcast. I don't know if, did yeah, I don't know if Jeff would come on the podcast. He, but you're right. He will literally, just from a consistency standpoint, do the same thing day in and day yep. out. And he never he never changes it. Once it once it started working for him 15 years ago, he has not changed it since then. (laughs) So speak to like we have like a hundred and something salespeople Mm -hmm. right in the company, really more if you you count it, the people out in the field and stuff. What would you say to them? Because I think what you say to them is going to translate to our audience that are our salespeople. What would you say to them, your peers of what they need to do to one hit their goal, but more importantly, close more deals because that's what they're interested mm-hmm. in. All of our employees that are going to listen to this, because I know they love you, they're going to listen to it. They want to know how to close more deals. And that's ultimately what our audience wants to know. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to them? Well, you just, I mean, you have to, it's a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, you have to have your goals written down. Yep. And I'll go back to obviously having the why. But what you want to do is you just want to get a little better every single day and not think that you have to get it all done in the day. You just have to be 1% better than you were the other day. So right now I have my goals written down for 2019, 650 sales. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have a game plan. It's not that you have to know exactly how you're going to get there, but have an idea. I know in order to do that, I have to average on a 20 day a month, um, 20 days in a working month. I need to do 2.5. You know, 21 days I need to do two point, I think is 2.4. You know, so I have that all written down. Write it down in front of you and look at it every single day. And do you know the dials you should make too? I don't have the dials. Um, my whole thing is I'm just going to dial until I hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, I don't Dude, know. Dude, I, I actually love that strategy. We interviewed a guy one time that was an insurance salesman, same strategy, and he was a top producer. And he said what he told himself is he could not go home mm-hmm. until he hit his goal. And he said sometimes he was out there till 11 at night. Sometimes he was home by 5 o'clock, but he could not go home till he had his goal. So I, I actually love that strategy. And I, 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 I had a morning meeting one day, and I talked about that because I compared. I said the newest caller to the most seasoned caller, and I said you guys – 
both have 100 dials, okay, or you both have the same amount of leads, you know, who's going to close more? I, I framed that, so I messed that up, but I did it somehow. But anyways, the point I'm making is that you can be a new caller, okay, and get more deals than a seasoned caller if that seasoned caller is not willing to make more dials mm-hmm. than you did. Uh, the, the reality is a newer caller who doesn't have the experience of a more seasoned caller will have to dial maybe sometimes two times as more as myself or like one of the more seasoned vets out of there. But if you're willing to do that, that doesn't mean you can't walk out with an average of 2.5 a day. You just might have to dial a little bit more. And like Les Brown said, to quote him, you know, if you do what is easy, life will be hard. And if you do what's hard, life will be easy. That's why the 5% of the people will always be successful because they're generally doing what the other 95% of people are not doing, mm-hmm. you know, which is waking up at 4 a.m., you know, going to the gym consistently, busting their butt, doing their due diligence on how they can get better, where everyone else is like, okay, well, this is what they're doing, so I'm just going to do that. So if you're a new caller, if you're new to the floor, you know, learn from the best, pick their brain, do not ask permission. Just go up to us. You know, um, I know Matt who sits by me, but all the ones that I can see who started out, those were the ones I found to be most annoying, but I knew they were going to do well because they would come at me, Joe, what are you doing this, Joe? I'm like, I don't have time, but all right, I'm going to answer you. But they were annoying, but I knew they'd be successful because they didn't wait for me to come to them. Mm. Whereas those who generally didn't make it were the ones that said, well, I didn't really get help. Like he doesn't talk to me. They don't. And not just me, but all the leaders. And it's like, well, do you want to succeed or? Or do we have to hold your hand? You know, so come up to us. And that's how you know when someone's going to be successful, when they're just like, I don't really care, Joe, if I'm annoying to you. I need this question answered because I want to be at the top. So that I respect that. And I'll answer that question every single time. So that's what I would say. Just be consistent. Have a plan that you don't have to have it exactly detailed. There's going to be detours. You're going to get off the yellow brick road. You got to get back on. But at the end of the day, just have a guideline of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And then things will start coming into into place for you. I'm starting to really uh, understand more and more in my life. The more and more success that I've been blessed with and then the opportunity to interview successful people, even like yourself, is that success in life is actually very, very simplistic. (laughs) The hardest thing is just discipline. It really just comes down to... We complicate it. You know why we complicate it? The less discipline you get, the more complicated it gets. We complicate it to make an excuse for ourselves of why we didn't hit our goals. It can't be that We literally make things more complex. Whether you're working on a technical problem or you're doing sales, we complicate it. To make an excuse for ourselves, to make ourselves feel better of why we didn't hit our goal. It is super simplistic. As you were talking, I did the math on this calculator just because I kept thinking about it's that simple. It's really just discipline. It's the practice. It's the showing up. That's 75% of it. And then it's the seeking help and doing those things. You know, the out there, it's 10,000 hours to master something, Mm. right? That's what they say. If you Google how long does it take to master playing the violin, say it's 10,000 hours. There's 251 working days if you work five days a week, which most everybody listening to this podcast is probably working seven days mm-hmm. a week by the nature of their job. Yeah. But five days a week, let's say. If you practice 30 minutes a day, it's 125 hours. That's it in a year. Mm-hmm. So most of us listening to this should be very convicted right now because we're not even practicing 30 minutes a day. And 30 minutes a day for five days a week would only be 125 hours if I did 125 and a half hours mm. if I did the math right, which you know me, I might have done the math wrong. But I, but the impact <laughs> is hard, man. math is hard. Math is hard. Yeah, it's actually really simple. We're just saying. <laughs> but it's hard I would tell you, I would tell you that let that sink into yourself right now. Yeah. You say you want to make a hundred grand. 
or even better, let's not even monetize it. You say you want to live a life of freedom. You listening to this podcast right now, you want to be free. You want to be an entrepreneur because you want to be able to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, with who you want to do it with. But you're not even willing to practice 125 hours a year. Most people aren't even willing to that. And so what you got to tell yourself is the reason why that person's not buying from you because the cost does not or outweighs the value that you presented. You might tell yourself you want to live this life of freedom, but the cost to get there is not in your mind. That life of freedom is not worth it. <laughs> You're telling yourself that every yes. single day, whether you admit it or not. And I just keep thinking about that as I watch you and just, it's very inspiring to see just, how calm and collected, but also I didn't know you were so, maybe it comes across the wrong way, I didn't know you were so knowledgeable about this mindset and mm. this, but it makes perfect sense just seeing your success out on the floor and through the company, yeah. but just how just methodical <clears throat> you are about the way of thinking and the way of life, and it's not even, if you guys notice on this podcast as we wrap this up, it's not even about the tactics. The tactics, here's Joe Frazier, a guy that is the top producer at Reminder Media, and we have a hundred and something salespeople and it's all about the mindset. And so what that should show us and it teaches me is that tactics will change yep. as industries change, as marketing changes, as technology changes, whatever, whatever happens, there's going to be new ways to hook somebody, but the mindset and those principles stay the same, which drives success. So let's close with the two questions we always ask everybody. Okay. Cause so we're doing this interview. We always ask everybody the same two questions. Mm. We're going to wrap this interview up. First question is, everybody wants a magic bullet of success. So we know there's not one that exists. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. But still, what's the routine you do every single day? That, Or maybe it's weekly. But mm -hmm. what is something that you do all the time that has resulted to driving success for you that you can share with the audience? Eat, shower. No, I'm just saying. I don't uh, believe in showering. <laughs> I mentioned, mentioned that before the podcast. No, I was going to take it one step further, but I stopped there. Um, yeah, yeah. So... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, sleep, <laughs> but pray. He lost yeah, his give me a second, yeah. Um, Damn. No, I, I mean, I, what I do try to do at different times of the day, and just a little plug to a book, Miracle Morning. That's where I got this routine from. Um, it's everything before 8 a.m. I try to do 15 minutes of affirmation, 15 minutes of meditation. Um, working out is usually at a gym, but even if I can do, like, you know, some push-ups and sit-ups, something of some type of exercising in the morning, um, reading a book and writing stuff down. That's what I try to do every single day. I've been consistent, I would say, for the past five to six months getting back on that routine. Nice. Um, you know, 30 days makes a habit, you know, a routine. So as long as you're doing that and if you get off with it, get back on track. But if you can do that and this is all before and this is very important. This is before picking up the phone, turning on the television, calling anybody. This is what you want to do to center yourself is about 15 minutes of affirmation, 15 minutes of meditation, reading, writing and working out. Um, that way you set your space and you set where you want to go. Now, there's going to be detours and, and things that are going to happen in your life. And it's not this is not to prevent the stuff that's going to happen. It's actually for you to be able to be prepared and be able to take on the things that are going to happen because you can't control the life, but you can control how you take on and, and how, yeah, you, how react you react to what happens. So that's what I try to do consistently. Um, you know, there's, there's times that you're going to get thrown off and it's just like diet and routines and all stuff. There's different diets out there and everything. But, you know, if you can just, it's such the mindset, you know, attitude and effort are really the only two things that you can really control mm. your attitude and the effort that you're putting in behind it. And everything else will come full circle. Like I know, for example, two days with zero sales, 
I'm giving my effort and my attitude. I had to adjust a little bit, but I know it's going to be better. Like I know good days are coming, so I'm not going to stress it, you know, but it's when you let that stress creep in. That's the number one cause of pretty much all the deaths. It's, you know, it's not the heart attack. It's not the disease. It's the stress of thinking, oh, I have this. Hmm. And then that mind creeps into the whole body. So if you can control that, that's why the mind is so strong. Um, one of the programs, honestly, that I'm looking to do is is for kids. You know, I, I love what Tony and the rest of them do for people, you know, who are older. But, you know, as the older you get, the more your mindset creeps into being that pattern where it's hard to break out of it. Mm. So instead of trying to retrain the brain, let's mold it as a young person, you know, mm. two to five years old. That's where they teach you to teach them languages because they can retain it the fastest. So why not put in that positive message, work on that mindset in a way that they can understand but know that from young, they can do everything. You know, curse words for sage is not S-H-I-T or the other curse words. The curse words is I can't or hate. Those mm. are her curse words. I say you can't say those. You know, if a teacher says she said the other words, I'm going to, you know, say, hey, that's not good. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, if she says I can't, I want her to know the power of, you know what, you're you're telling yourself you can't do something which will prevent you down the line that's from awesome. not being able to do it. So, um, you know, there's another person they would write messages for their kids and, and they put it under their lunchbox and, you know, they can read and they'd say, I am beautiful. I am great. I, you know, so those are the type of things you want to do from your kids early because they teach you a lot. She teaches me a lot and, and I know I can give her stuff, but I see her. She tells me that. Why are you mad? Why are you upset? She really doesn't understand. And I'm like, yeah, why am I mad? Cause I didn't get a sale. Like what? Like, hold on. Like it's a, a five-year-old telling me this. So you can learn a lot from them too, but it's awesome. It's, it's really up to us to like get them to know early the power of the brain and that's what it is. And then that way you don't have to worry about retraining it. You know, it's, man, it's that's already awesome. instilled. So. so what would you tell younger Joe? That's the final question. Oh, what would man. you go back and tell younger Joe, knowing what you know now? Be a, the, be a stripper. Of advice? No, <laughs> no. Be a stripper. I no, I mean, it, I would I would tell myself everything I'm telling Sage now and um, find your passion as soon as you can mm. early. Because the more and more, the older you get, you get stuck in the rut and you start believing, I'm too old to do this. I can't go into this or doing that. So... Find out what you want to do. Yeah. Find out what you want to do as soon as you can and just do it, especially while you don't have kids. You don't have any mainly major responsibilities. Just go do it and take chances. Like Steve Harvey says, jump. Mm. You know, you have to jump. You know, don't worry about your parachute and all that. Just jump and and you'll be all right. You know, you might stall, break your legs a couple bit, but it's all right. You'll get it back. You know, recovery. Everything's going to happen over time. You'll become very resourceful, as Tony Robbins Exactly. (laughs) That is fantastic. Thanks so much for being here, Joe. Uh, Let everyone know how they can connect with you. Um, all my LinkedIn's are Smokin' Joe Jr., S-M-O-K-I-N-J-O-E-J-R, consistent throughout the board, and um, you can reach me there. And, yeah, this uh, guy's super, watch, mo- yeah, yeah. super motivational. Check out the video. You post videos almost every day on LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I try to do that on, on, on Instagram. It's more me and Sage dancing and being crazy, <laughs> dropping bars, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a fun time. You know, and if you're interested you in, in some reminder media uh, tools or products, give Joe a call. Yes. Come on, yes. help him pick up these last yeah, couple yeah. days. That's what, right. What's your, what's your direct uh, 484-804-2912. Uh, we take Visa, Master, Credit, Master, Discover, <laughs> everything. We're very flexible. So, you know, anything you need we to do, We even take check, Starbucks cards. Checks, everything. So I'll work with you. You know, we got great discounts going. Mm. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Joe. Thank Thanks, you guys. for so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment. 
You can also find our podcasts, including this one, in video on youtube.com slash remindermedia and staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. It really helps us spread the word. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre. Guys, I'm going to give you this action item. So how do you pull an action item out of this, which is a lot of mindset stuff, right? But the real truth is I think there's something super tangible that Joe mentioned near the beginning of this podcast, which is, you know, you got to find your why. But a great way to find your why, right, is to write down who you want to be like. Who are these five people that you really look up to that you want to be right like? Write their names down. And I would challenge you, write them down, write the attributes you like about them and what you're missing. And then I encourage you, reach out to those people. Reach out to those people and see if you can strike up a conversation with those people and see if they'll even mentor you, for lack of a better word. Because a lot of times the people that you want to be like, you know, they're people that are even in your community that you interact with every single day that maybe you just don't have the courage to actually speak up and go to them and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a coach. Maybe it's your um, broker. Maybe it's your manager. Who knows? But take a second. Write down those five people who you want to be right, be like, and more importantly, write down the attributes that they are expressing or that they're demonstrating for you that you want, and then put a plan into place to get those attributes, as Joe's saying, because if you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. Guys, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action, so take action on that today. 